Hello and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. I'm Jude. How you doing, Trey? Well, Jude, I'm excited because today we get to bring back the man whose musical talent opens and closes the show and whose name has become the definitive mic drop. We're delighted to welcome back Nick Sandy to the podcast. Welcome, Nick. How's it going, guys? Hey. Hey. Doing well. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be back and excited to to talk some brackets with you guys. Yes. We've been looking forward to this. This has been an episode a couple of months in the making. And I am so thrilled, not only that we're finally getting to do it, but that you are joining us for this particular episode, because there's going to be a lot of discussions and potential mediating, and you are starting to develop a pattern where you're coming in to help us mediate after <laughs> our most heated episode. So, of course, <laughs> you were there for the truck fiasco, Yeah. and I know you're not caught up, but you're coming in after one of our second most heated episodes, The Multiverse of Madness. So, Well, we didn't really argue. Well, it was heated. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't heated. I'm just saying, it's like, you didn't disagree with me. <laughs> <laughs> You might not have gone as far as I did. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to make like the tier list when, you know, when multi, multi when multiverse came out of madness and I was like, you must listen to these episodes first before you watch this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Right. Well, it, it just gives you a sense of what that episode was like, that we're not even agreeing on whether or not we agreed and how heated it was. <laughs> so whenever you do get caught up with the podcast, you're going to have to come in and help us again. <laughs> I do have a degree in psychology and I did want to be a counselor. So this is just how I'm getting to use my education. There's a part of me that loves that because that's amazing. And also a part of me that's laughing because I remember when you came in on the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode, you specifically said you were taking both sides just to stir things up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, man. So, of course... If you downloaded this episode, you know we're going to be talking about the trilogies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But before we get there, I just wanted to take a quick temp. Sandy, we've got She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, and Thor Love and Thunder on the horizon. Are any of those entries sticking out to you? I mean, Thor Love and Thunder just looks like so much fun. It's so cool to see Jane Foster back and she looks buff. And I'm really interested to see if they're going to go with some of the comic accurate storylines with her. Um... I'm really, really excited about that. Plus, Thor is one of my son's favorite characters, and so uh, I'm hoping, you know, that we can take that I can take him to the the theater and see it with him. We did we saw Shang Chi in the theater uh, after after you guys recommended, you know, Judy had told me that I should do that, and so we did, and it was great. It was a really good experience. I'm hoping to get a chance to see it first, and then or have one of you guys see it and tell me if it's going to be appropriate enough for my my five year old. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Have you seen uh, well, the new for, trailer? I did see the new trailer, but so I, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, between the the new trailers and, uh, okay. but they blur things out. It's you know. Listen, it happens. It's it's all it's all nice and pixelated. So, and it yeah. was a quick cut. <laughs> yeah, and it's all like he hasn't seen that before. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, that, that trailer specifically looks like Ragnarok just turned to 11, so I am 100% waiting. Uh, not too long of a wait, because that's coming out in July, so that's not too far off. No, it's not. It is not. That'll be here quick. 
And then, you know, we had a talked off pod, but She-Hulk looks really interesting. And I'm really very interested to see, like, where they're going to take that. And I, I literally, right before I got on uh, to record with you guys, like, I saw an article. It was like, Disney has fixed the CGI in She-Hulk and had some side-by-sides uh, comparisons of what we saw in the first trailer versus what we can expect in the actual series. So that gives me some hope as well moving forward with that that series, that they, they put some more love into it. Yeah, that's really exciting to see because... I think I saw a similar article and it was like comparing the compression of YouTube versus I don't know where they got it, but it had a Disney Plus logo in it. So it was a higher quality resolution. And I saw it too. Like it's it's a very distinct but subtle upgrade versus what was in that original trailer. So that's nice to see that it is getting some uh, attention before release. Yeah. And it, I do wonder, you know, because I think we, we even mentioned it and speculated a lot of times that does happen in general, right? Like where there is the trailer, isn't the final rendering. Um, and so I, I am curious to what extent this was a mix of final rendering and kind of that Sonic, the hedgehog thing where the fans are like, no. And they're like, okay, we'll fix it. Oh, Sonic, the hedgehog. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? Like, oh, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just like, what does it feel like for that franchise to be become synonymous with just bad CGI impression? <laughs> have you, if you haven't seen the new Chip and Dale movie, um, I have not. It's it's a it's like a fever dream and like a love letter to Roger Rabbit. But just if you are gonna plan to see it, I won't say anything more. But the, your your comment about Sonic being synonymous with CG made me think of a scene in Chippendale. So okay, it's worth checking out. Honestly, it's it's not as bad as it as you would think it would be. All right, then I'm in. I will check it out. Well, yeah. Well, thank you so much for that quick temp of the upcoming MCU slate. But like I said, if you downloaded this episode, you know we're going to be talking about what is the best trilogy movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The way we're going to handle this is we're going to create a tournament-style bracket where we are going to pit every movie from Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, and Spider-Man into this bracket, and we're going to debate until we have one winner. Specifically, we have a randomized bracket generator that we're going to use. I'm also going to send it to both you, Jude, and Nick, so we can watch this as we go along. We'll have five minutes per round to come to a consensus, and if not, we'll cast a vote, and whoever has the most votes will move on to the next round. So, I specifically waited until we were in the recording so I could get a genuine reaction alongside you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and do that now. So I'm using a website called CommonNinja.com. I've already put in the entries. I'm going to go ahead and hit Randomize. I send it to you, Jude, and Nick. Let me know if you get it and if you are seeing it. I got the text. I'll open it up. Here we go. Awesome. Ooh, okay. <laughs> All right. We've got some interesting matchups here. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> it, okay. It's not just the interesting matchups. It's the buys. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's, the big, ones that oh, make it, it's the ones that make it to make it to the second round on a buy. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know how that happened. So... I say let's go ahead and leave that a mystery for people to find out what's on the second round. Oh, yes, definitely. As it happens. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, starting with our first round, and I'm going to throw to you first to open it up, Nick, but I'll give you a heads up whenever I start the timer. The first round is going to feature Thor and Spider-Man Homecoming, and I'm starting the timer now. 
Obviously, we have to go with Thor based on the blonde eyelash, uh, blonde eyebrows alone, right? That's got to be the better movie. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's it's Spider-Man well, Homecoming. It's Spider-Man Homecoming for sure. Well, you know I'm what? Hold on, hold on here. Thor's a core <laughs> character, right? And so is Spider-Man. <laughs> it, I mean, okay. I I know I'm a Spider-Man fan, but hold on. Thor goes from Phase One, and we're about to get a fourth Thor. That's true. Like he's really hit his stride. Because of Thor, we're getting Jane Foster. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. Jane Foster is in that movie. There's a lot of really great stuff in that movie. Like, Chuck is in that movie. And um, and it does, like, set off a lot of stuff. And it does have a lot to do with, like, the overarching Avengers thing. And he's the first one to get the fourth, the first solo character to get the fourth movie coming out. So, you made a point. Two spinoffs? Two spinoffs. Loki a season Loki? one and two. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's true. I mean, you're starting to win me over. And I got to oh, say, man. there would not be a fourth without the original. So that was the, pi- that was the point that started to win me specifically. Although, Nick, whenever you mentioned the blonde eyebrows, I'm almost positive <laughs> Kevin Feige has come out and said that is one of his biggest regrets in the MCU. <laughs> well, he can comment in the comments, you know, because he is a super fan, so he yes. will hear this. <laughs> uh yeah, like I. I mean, going. Have you? When was the last time you went back and watched the first Thor? Last year. Okay, so recently, like uh, going back and revisiting, like it is funny. Like I think Kat Dennings is really funny. Like uh, when I remember seeing Ragnarok the first time, being like, "Oh, this is a total change in 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 tone for Thor." But like going back, like there's quite a bit of humor in that movie, and like mm-hmm. oh, I yeah. think like uh, all the characters are played well, and um, even uh, Selvig is good in that movie, and. The redemption arc is good in that movie, like for, from where he was to where he is, and yeah, I think I think we actually get. I think I think you're right on the Thor having more humor, and 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 it's kind of a myth that Ragnarok saved Thor in that sense. Um, well, let me be very careful because I do agree with that statement, right, of what Ragnarok did for Thor. But in terms of if you watch that entry, and it's more of um Avengers Thor 2 Avengers 2 that kind of take him in the, in this different direction than what you got in Thor. Uh cuz I remember watching it uh even the very first time and felt it was very balanced on uh and being able to take itself seriously but realizing okay this is Thor. The, you know what I mean? And so yeah, so it's I think it's actually a really I think I'm one over because Thor without Thor we don't get the fantastical side of the MCU. It establishes the cosmic, and it gets redone with Guardians of the Galaxy, but without the promise of Thor, I don't think we have the wildness of Avengers Endgame, where you can see Spider-Man swinging off Valkyrie's Pegasus as he's wielding or flying off Mjolnir. I think I just got one over the Thor, over because Spider-Man Homecoming, there's two other ones. I like Homecoming a lot, but I think Thor deserves it. Yeah. See, I love I love Homecoming. I love Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, but there's something about it, if I'm going to look at these side by side, and I think about the trilogy as a whole and, and its contribution to the MCU as a whole, as much as I don't... I, I personally don't have a problem with the, you know, Iron Man Jr. thing cr- critique. I, I, I don't. Um... But it does give that feeling of okay, it's not not fully his movie. So wow, what an, what an upset! 
I gotta say too, as far as like bad guys too, like Loki is carried through versus like Vulture. Like I mean, we've seen him, but like you know, like it, Michael Keaton was great. Yeah, but th- there was no follow through. Yeah, I th- uh, did. We just pick Thor. I kind of <laughs> think we did. Wow. wow, Nick, when you started with Thor, were you thinking this is how it was gonna end? No, not at all. <laughs> I thought for sure it would just be like, but of course it's Spider-Man, right? Uh-huh. Oh my God. This is... <laughs> Thor moves on. Thor moves on. The what timer. an upset. What an upset. All right. I'm going to update the bracket here. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. If we didn't upset people last week. <laughs> we really I know, right? <laughs> Half the listeners just hit stop already. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thor moves on to the next round. We're going to go ahead and move into the next bracket, which is going to put Iron Man versus Iron Man 3. I'm going to start a timer. Jude, you're going to start us starting now. Iron Man 3, top 10 MCU movie. Um, this is, there's no question. As as good as Iron Man is, Iron Man 3 has Iron Man, has Tony, has the connection to previous events, tries to deal with real-world problems with his PTSD. Um, I know people don't like the, 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 the twist, uh, but I love it. I love taking that iconography and topping it on his head. I thought it was a fantastic movie. That has to go on. I find that what saved Thor in the first round was that it was a foundational piece of the MCU. And I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Jude, but it is funny. I, Iron Man is the foundational piece. Nick, where are you leaning on this one? You know, this was kind of the, the one in my head that I was thinking of, like, going into this, like, how I was going to reconcile the Iron Man 3 problem, because going back like later on like you know the first time i saw iron man 3 i I really didn't care for it but going back and rewatching it a couple times since then uh, it does i think it does hold up more than i thought it would um it's interesting jude you said something interesting like iron man 3 has tony it has iron man i would say it doesn't i think it has tony with a sprinkling of iron man in it you know like iron man armors are for sure in them but like he's not in them as often as like you would see in like the other movies that in like the and, you know, Iron Man 1 definitely does lay the foundation. The thing that I didn't like about Iron Man 3, the thing that the question I have to ask is, did they take enough from it into what comes after it? I mean, like, Pepper has the extremis virus, right? And then you never hear of that again, as far as I know. And then, like, well, go, they it's a you? very, very quick throwaway line. But at the end of that montage, they remedy it. So she oh. no longer has extremists by the end of the movie. That's okay. It's also in the same quick montage where you find out that they took the shrapnel out too for Tony. Right. So it's yeah. like, it's very rapid succession at the end there. Okay. And I, I liked the, um, the, the slattery character in Shang-Chi. I thought he was charming, you know, and mm-hmm. Richard Slattery. Yeah. Trevor Slattery. Trevor Slattery. Trevor, yeah, Trevor, yeah. Trevor. And you know, Trey, like it's the same thing. Like, are we, are we going to go with, the foundational laying of Iron Man one, or are we going to go with what pushed the characters forward in Iron Man three and Iron Man three really does push the characters forward. They, they do, but it also, it ended in such a way that it completed the trilogy. Like, like if you never saw Iron Man again in the MCU, you get a finished story. You That's know? really true. Because, because he has that, what 
I am Iron Man. Like he, they bring back the line to end that. And then when you look at the end credits, not like an end tag in credits, but the end credits where they're showing, you know, they're showing clips and pictures from all three movies. So it, it was clearly a definitive end. You know, I think his contract ran out with that one. And then, you know, and then because that was after the Avengers and then we had to, to re-sign him to get him into these others. So in that sense, in terms of like for the trilogy, it was it was a really good ending to, to that arc. It's one of the few MCU movies that is as conclusive as that. Like you said it best, Jude. If we never saw Iron Man again, it was wrapped up perfectly. And you wouldn't have the Iron Man you have in Avengers uh, Endgame and uh, Infinity War without his character development in that movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely leaning Iron Man 3. If only, and I don't know if this is metagaming, the only other movie I can think that is as conclusive is Spider-Man No Way Home. because, And that has to deal with the Sony Disney having to play nice. So they wrote it in a way that if that deal falls through again, it makes sense that Peter Parker's not there. I... I'm very curious to see what would happen if these two meet up again in the later rounds. I'm good with Iron Man 3. Iron Man Man 3? Iron Man 3. All right, we had about 19 seconds left, but we've got our winner, so I'm going to go ahead and stop the timer, and Iron Man 3 moves on to the next round. Nice. Wow. What's so funny, whenever we did our draft, the movie draft with TK... I was faced with Iron Man and Iron Man 3 since I had the number one pick, and I felt like I betrayed Iron Man 3 because I went for the audience reaction and chose <laughs> Iron Man. I feel like this is a little bit of a redemption <laughs> for my love of Iron Man 3. <laughs> so, first two rounds, we have potentially upset the audience, but we're moving on. The next round is going to feature, oh man, Spider-Man No Way Home versus Captain America. Civil War. Oh, man. I just this is the first real test, I feel like. Starting a timer? I almost forgot to set it for myself. Well, no, like I I wasn't even saying a timer. I was just making a comment of like, hey, this feels like the first real test. (laughs) I will say this. For every redemptive arc I just had with my love of Iron Man 3, I feel like I'm about to betray Captain America again. Oh, no. I love Civil War. It is not the strongest Captain America film. Spider-Man No Way Home does i think what civil war did but across studios because you had andrew garfield you had toby Maguire. it brought in those heroes it brought in the villains to varying degrees not every villain got the same level of attention but what spider-man no way home does as good as civil war is i think spider-man no way home does it better and i think i could see it moving forward over Captain America here. I'm I'm <laughs> trying to put together an argument. A list of new co-hosts <laughs> for Civil War. <laughs> In terms of versus these two, and I just can't. Um, if we're talking I'd, about the you know the best third movie, uh, you know, coming off of Iron Man three and Spider Man, Civil War is the worst third movie. All it does is set up the conflict. Right. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't button up anything. Yeah. All it well, does is make more conflict. Right. And, and that's, and that's what makes it so difficult is because that was the point. Right. Like, and because you get Joe and Anthony Russo knowing they're going into Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. And so they know that they can wrap that up later. Right. Uh, which, which 
so that's why it's so hard to judge on that because you you know and they know and like even when it came out it wasn't like is this going to be successful so we do this or not um but you're right as a third entry to a trilogy spider-man spider spider-man spider-man no way home is better spider-man running away with this i will i want to push back because okay. sandy you just mentioned civil war doesn't finish anything I can agree to an extent because obviously Civil War gets called Avengers two and a half. Like, I don't think you get that title without there being some element of truth. I would argue, though, Steve Rogers arc from first Avenger through Endgame is taking his faith in institutions to faith in people. Civil War ends with him saying, like, it's not the military. It's not the Avengers. It's the people in my life that I like I care about that I trust. So mm-hmm. there is that closure, but it's not center stage. Like <laughs> the, the civil war aspect of all these different heroes, I think over outshines it to say the least. I mean, he does lay his shield down, you know, like just like you and that's kind of the end of that character, I guess. Yeah, I see your yeah. point there. Mm-hmm. It's interesting <sighs> though, because we just talked about Iron Man three being a definitive end. If that was the last we saw of Steve Rogers, what a heartbreak of an ending, dropping the shield and going yeah. away. Yeah. Well, and again, that's it's not, you know, and that's that's the uh oh, man, man, that's so what makes cool. it tough. Well, so we've been talking about civil war. What are some points we could say for No Way Home? Sandy, do you have any arguments for the case of No Way Home? For 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 going on or not going on? Going on. I well, mean, did you watch it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, just this the it, it, it managed to 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 reach the the spectacle level that I feel like uh, Infinity War reached in in a Spider-Man movie, you know what I mean? Like it definitely matched the spectacle of Civil War as far as like the amount of characters bringing in and like the amount of fan service it did but without overdoing it and the amount of like cheering moments that we had in the theater matched, you know, Infinity War and even Endgame too, I feel like to to some respect and and they how they were able to meet our expectations which almost never happens i feel like in in mcu movies or you know uh mephisto you know <laughs> but here we are you know with andrew garfield and uh toby mcguire and yeah. they did it so well and well that, you know what and that's a really good point because you're bringing in multiple characters civil war brought in multiple characters i don't remember in civil war and, and i say this like and i feel like i'm like talking bad about civil war and, and you know and, I, and i'm trying not to but I don't remember watching it and having those fan moments where everybody's like, yeah, and cheer. You know, actually, I only remember two. Go ahead and finish your thought, and that'll be it. Um, and both of them had to do with Spider-Man. When, when it said Queens, and everybody's like, yeah, and then like, <laughs> it comes flying in. And everybody, yeah, so it had to do with Spider-Man. But beyond that, you didn't have that kind of moment um, the, the way No Way Home did. Dude, I think coming in with that final nail in the coffin. It, are we unanimous? No way home. I believe no way so. Home. Wow. I believe so. No way home this moves is on. Not how I thought it was gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> not in this round. I was like, this is gonna be like the end. We're gonna have to put civil war against like no way home at the end, but like not this far up. Wow. I know. I know. Well, the whole genesis of this idea of doing a bracket was right after No Way Home came out, Jude and I wanted to do something with the trilogies, and we were just like, is there really an episode? Because all it's going to do is come down to Captain America and Spider-Man, and so we were like, what if we pitted all the movies against each other? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> well? Oh, wait, this is a random question. Okay, go ahead. Okay. 
does that even refer to Steve Rogers as Captain America after Civil War? Or do they just call him Steve? Uh, I think the recognition as Steve Rogers was exponentially skyrocketed after Civil War. It's kind of like how we talk about with Black Widow. People now refer to as Natasha, not Black Widow kind of thing. In Infinity War, Mm -hmm. they saved Vision. I think Vision said Captain. Captain Rogers. Yeah, or something like that. Because if they call him Captain Rogers, not Captain America, I wonder Mm -hmm. if they ever refer to him as Captain America again. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the general audience. You're talking no. about in narrative. Yeah. Like did they kill that did they kill that character, you know? That's very interesting. That that's just a tangent. Prob probably so in in game. I'd have to rewatch it. Darn. Um <laughs> but but I, I'm I'm guessing I'm thinking that might have happened in Endgame. Doesn't doesn't Wasp say, All right, Cap? Well, I guess I could go Cap Rogers or yeah. Cap America. Yeah. Nick, this is a good question. This is gonna mm. keep me keep me yeah. occupied throughout the episode. <laughs> also, I'm also glad to know that like I'm not the only one that just like puts Endgame on like just just because for I'm folding the laundry. I put Endgame on like oh yeah, it's just a uh, comfort movie for me. All throughout <laughs> the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, I would just put on that final battle. <laughs> it was my comfort. <laughs> all right, getting back to the bracket, the final of the first round. We have Spider-Man Far From Home and Captain America, the first Avenger. Nick, we're starting with you this time. Going to hit that timer at five minutes starting now. Okay, going back to our earlier conversation, this is one I feel like we can't ignore. Captain America, the first Avenger, laying the groundwork for everything that comes with the Avengers, everything that comes with Steve Rogers. Um, I think Far From Home is really great. I think there's some really great performances from Jake Gyllenhaal. I think there's a really great... um, like chemistry between those two, uh, you know, there's there's a really great reveals with Zendaya and Mary Jane in that one. But we, I don't think we can, I, don't, I just don't think we can ignore everything the Captain America First Avengers set up to be paid off later by Avengers movies, by other Captain America movies, um, with inclusions of Agent Carter, uh, Hugo Weaving's amazing Red Skull. I just, I got to give it to, to Cap on this one. I'm finding it hard to disagree with you. Uh, and even outside of the Captain America fanboy... I love Far From Home. Before No Way Home, I had it as my favorite. As the discussion has circled back around to Spider-Man, I see the flaws in Far From Home, despite still loving it. Because I love what it tackles with Mysterio. You pointed out the chemistry between Gyllenhaal and Holland. But Captain America, if there's anyone we're going to give a foundational piece to, you you called it Hugo Weaving, Captain America, setting up the, the glorified past, setting up the present day, setting up well, I wouldn't say set up, but Nick Fury's starting to take a more prominent role outside of just in tags. I think you make a, a strong case for First Avenger for me. Yeah, I'm going to go Spider-Man Far From Home. And, and the only reason why is I feel like it, it's, I don't know if this is breaking the rules, but I'm going to use this in, in there. But like Captain America First Avenger, and I think about Thor that did move on. There's a style in Thor that I, that I feel like keeps going through the MCU and in Captain America first Avenger, that style wasn't, I think there yet. It was completely different. Um, and they got away from that. And, and so it, it, in that sense, it feels like they didn't really find itself. And I do wonder if winter soldier wasn't as good as it was. If cap would have actually had the place he had moving forward. 
you know, cause, cause he didn't really take off because of this movie, right? It mm. was what we see, I'd say in Avengers and civil war. And then that the not civil war, uh, winter soldier. And so because of that, I feel like now you get Iron Man and Cap front and center in Age of Ultron, and you're able to to, to continue that thread through. Um, but I don't think this movie, on its own, set that up. I think it becomes better uh, going back to it. Do you think it suffers as a period piece? Does it suffer as a period piece? That's a good question. Uh, or because it's a period piece, I guess. Well, in, in some ways, I'm going to say yes. Right. Uh, I think, I think because of that being a period piece, I know that there's elements of it that I know I didn't appreciate the first time around because it just felt like it was quick. Let's introduce this character. We got to get to Avengers, you know, and it was part of that phase of the MCU was more about just getting the character out there. And I think they did a good job making it a period piece. You know, and especially doing the the montage of the punching Hitler over and over again. But I know when watching it the first time around, I'm like, what are we doing? Um, and <laughs> it, you know, and it wasn't until later that I was like, oh, okay, actually, this is very, very clever and very well done. And I don't know if, if, if that had its full appreciation in its first run. And so that's, again, part of that, you know, working out the kinks. And who knows, maybe that helps it because it had to work out the kinks. But for me, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is a really good entry comparatively where Captain America just first Avengers gets better because of previous later entries. All right. I got an argument. 20 seconds to go. You talk about how Captain America doesn't take off because of this movie. And I agree. I think you're right. I think it is one of those ones that retroactively becomes better. If you surveyed people about what are what's one of the biggest moments in the MCU, I'll make this and we'll, we'll move on. We'll decide. One of the biggest moments in the MCU is Rogers lifting Mjolnir. I don't think that happens that same effect without First Avenger, starting with, with where Rogers is there. So we're out of time. Got my argument in there in the last second. We got to cast our <laughs> vote. I feel bad. I want to give people time to to respond, but also no, no, we can vote. I, like I know where I stand on, on I, I don't find that argument compelling. But okay, <laughs> uh, Nick, you started us off. Where's your vote? Captain America. Captain America. I'm I'm sticking with Spider Man. So yeah. All right, our first. Wow. Vote, Captain America: The First Avengers. Moving on. Now, before we go in, the reason why I didn't find it compelling is I would stick to my argument of what made that was the scene in Age of Ultron, mm. where there was the slight movement. Mm. But, <laughs> I want to keep going, but I know we got to keep moving forward. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just telling you my, my, record, yeah. my, my reasoning, my thoughts. So yeah. Well, I, I was also going to bring in an argument about how as much as I love Far From Home, the Mysterio, like, oh, framing Peter Parker gets resolved in like five minutes and no way home. And then it doesn't become really a plot point. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's fine. Was... You can go ahead and go. We're not actually mad at you. <laughs> Happy, though. <laughs> he, he had a really good lawyer, man. He had a really good lawyer. <laughs> that wasn't Far From Home. That was No Way Home. Right. The resolution. Sorry. Oh. That's what that's what you were talking about, right? Trey? Like the right, setup if, of the. Yeah. Like Far From Home's arc isn't carried over that much in no way home also uh jude you said something about like how it was just kind of like a uh like when they had to get it out to to, to get to avengers but i think that 
Captain America First Avenger is the best told origin story. They take the most time, I feel like. Like he's a scrawny Steve Rogers for a lot of that movie. And like they I feel like they take the time to really tell that story and set up that character in that more than any other origin film. I I think and I think that's how I think I feel. Uh, I think I I had to think about that. Um, my my initial reaction to that is I said, okay, it would be let's put Iron Man, the first one, side by side, um, and only because you you see him in the cave, build the first suit, build the next, and and tinker and work its way up, and you know, um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty strong though. All right, well, we're moving into the next round of face-offs. Before we do, I do want to take a moment to say goodbye to Spider-Man Homecoming, Iron Man, Captain America Civil War, and Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm -hmm. Jude, we're starting with you this time, and we have, in our next round, and the revelation of our first bi-week contender, which I think is deserving, Captain America The Winter Soldier versus Thor. We've got five minutes starting now. Uh, yes, this is super deserving. Um, there's not much to say. I mean, it's Winter Soldier. <laughs> I mean, uh, like from this, it gives us Winter Soldier, right? Um, Bucky Barnes. It gives us the Russo brothers. It was of the MCU, the most of the MCU entries. I think it was the most topical in that the, uh, you know, the Edward Snowden thing happening. And, and again, it wasn't even really intentional. It just kind of worked out that way. And so they were able to take that character of Captain America and really put him into more contemporary issues and have that character make sense. When you think about when and why that character uh, was created and developed. So, and it, it put, it put, it, that one I think was what really put the MCU on the map and really gave it a lot of credibility. It's hard to argue with that logic. I mean, this this feels like a a beat up on Thor. <laughs> as much as we praise Thor for all the things that it started, being a foundational piece, giving us the promise of the cosmic side of the MCU, Captain America the Winter Soldier is you know, we talk about the foundational pieces, mixing metaphors. If there was a Mount Rushmore of the MCU, I mean Winter Soldier has to be up there. I think it is perpetually in the top five of everyone's lists. And so it's hard to pick against it here. Yeah. It's, it's really tough. I was, I was trying to think of like, what were things that were like missed in, in either movie? Like what were things I didn't like about, um, you know, winter soldier, you know, and it's, it's tough. Like they, they do so much like good work. And I think I, I love the chemistry between um, black widow and Steve Rogers. I think they did such a good job. And without this movie and without you seeing what they go through, like it doesn't make sense in civil war when she kind of like comes back, like, and, and helps him out and um, their relationship there. And then their relationship moving forward into, you know, the, the last Avengers movies, like there's, there's a lot done to bridge a gap in, in that movie where it doesn't feel like, the sophomore slump. It doesn't feel like just story beats to get to the end. It, it, there's so much development in the characters there. It's a, it, it's a really well paced movie. Robert Redford. I mean, incredible job. Well, the, and, and the ability to balance so many characters. Um, I mean, when you Pierce Fury, uh, cap, Natasha, Sam Wilson, Bucky Barnes, 
you know, I mean, we, we look at some of these other movies about look how many characters they had. They had to balance a lot here. Introduce Falcon and Sam Wilson, and they did a great job of that. Introduce Sharon Carter. Yeah, Sharon Carter. Like, like, like when you when you when you look at uh, the way that they, do, it was clearly a Captain America movie, right? But it's it was very ensemble, and and they were able to manage to do that without having it feel like an ensemble. I remember that's one of the things we talked about where. Yeah, the Avengers movie was the promise of Phase 1. After that, you get Iron Man 3, pretty self-contained. Thor The Dark World, it's its own thing. Captain America The Winter Soldier showed us the universe coalescing by bringing in Natasha, bringing in Fury, setting up Falcon, and paying off storylines with Steve Rogers. It's going to be hard to see what beats Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, yeah. Winter Soldier. We- Winter Soldier. We'll go ahead and move yeah. on. We had about 40 seconds left, but we'll go ahead and call it there. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised that that one took that much time. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. So our next round or our next face off, I should say, starting with me this time, it is between Iron Man three and the surprise of the bye week Thor, the dark world. We've got five minutes starting now. I know I've got a bias going into this because I do consider Iron Man 3 one of, like, top five MCU films. But it is interesting that we're seeing these two face off against each other because I think it is well regarded as the lowest of the MCU ranks. Oh, yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, I know my vote. I'm going to try and go to bat for Thor The Dark World here a little bit. It, I don't think it's as bad as people have made it out to be. I don't think it's a good Thor movie. I think it's a good Loki movie. Mm. Gar- like okay. There's not enough Loki in it, but what they do and what they, I don't even want to say rehabilitate, but what they are able to accomplish in making him more sympathetic after what happened in the Avengers, I think is definitely worth noting. And without this movie, I don't think you get some of the emotional pieces in Endgame where... Mm-mm. Thor, I'm worthy, and he was shocked by it after his depression, or the conversation with his mother about, you know, stop trying to be who you're supposed to be and be who you are. All that starts here in Thor The Dark World, and it pays the way for Loki as well, the the series. So, the, I... Well, I, it's, it's, it's interesting. I just want to say this. It is interesting how the MCU is able to take these movies that... I'm thinking of like Iron Man 2 as well. With that... that is not really well regarded, but like, no, that's the one I'm going to grab and really dig into and pull forward. So, yeah, I don't know. Nick, did you find him convincing? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> is it me or your reception of the dark world? I, I, I mean, like, I, I don't even hate the dark world. I don't think it's not even like my <laughs> least favorite movie, but Iron Man three is clearly the winner. Yeah. <laughs> We can we can call it unless there's it, like I said it was I, a stretch to try and argue for it. I'm still Iron Man three. I think we could argue that that Thor: The Dark World isn't as bad as everybody says it was. I think we could argue that it's not a terrible movie. I think we can argue that. But like if you're putting it in a bracket against Iron Man three, we're moving Iron Man three along. Yeah, yeah, I'm in Iron Man. All 3. right, we're moving on. We had two minutes and thirty seconds left, <laughs> nice. but uh, we've got a clear winner here. <laughs> 
I know this is getting a little bit too much football for the podcast, but this remi- like this feels like when a pl- a team like sneaks in to the bye week and then immediately gets knocked out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. It's the it's the uh, it's it's those it's, well I'm thinking college football. It's those small schools of the world that have such a great season and make it into the, <laughs> you know, to a big bowl game. And you're like, you really don't belong here. As so. a Steelers fan, this has been the last eight years of the Steelers <laughs> performance. <laughs> oh man. All right. Moving on to the next match. We've got Spider-Man no way home versus Iron Man two. Nick Sandy, we're starting with you and we've got five minutes on the clock starting now. All right, so Iron Man 2 introduces Natasha Romanoff in a very s- silly manner, let's say. It, <laughs> it, uh, I, uh, I'm trying. I'm really trying. <laughs> Hold on. So was John Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it brings in, uh, the new Rhodey. Yeah, it no. brings in I, the new Rhodey. I, like, I can't. I can't. It. I can't. I think we got. I need go. to see yeah, a poster I, now for Iron Man Two with the tagline. It brings in the new Rhodey. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Trey. I don't know if I'll catch you for this, but you know, Trey, that Rhodey's one of my least favorite characters in the MCU as well. So I just, I can't. I just don't. I. It's. It's no way home. Yeah. Um. My, to me, Iron Man 2's biggest strong point is also its biggest weakness, uh, which is we get Sam Rockwell, but we haven't seen him again. So, yeah, I don't... Whatever. <laughs> yeah. This, this is not... <laughs> oh, these poor teams that thought they had a chance. Those my weeks. I'm trying to think, and there's not... Because I remember there was a point when we were doing our Iron Man 2 review where we were like, up until this point, it's not that bad of a movie. And they've got something going on. And then it falls apart. And even in trying to recall I think that, it was Monaco. I, yeah, Monaco is where that movie falls apart. Apart? Apart. <laughs> the worst part about this, since this is on a timer, a lot of my a lot of the mess ups are just gonna stay in. <laughs> right. I was thinking about that. Oh man. Yeah. I'm not even gonna try Spider Man No Way Home. All right. We had three minutes left on the timer. <laughs> wow. I think that'll be the last of like the, the true upset. Oh, not the true, like quick, quick, like no, uh, no arguing there moving forward. Looking at the next one, this one might, I, I can see this going either way. This could be a quick one or this could be a, a, a fun one. So up next, we have Captain America, the first Avenger versus Thor Ragnarok. Jude, you're up first with five minutes starting now. You know what? Yeah, Ragnarok's the best uh, of these two. That's all I got. I gotta say, despite the fact that Nick and I were the ones to vote for it, I love that it's coming back to you having the opening statement. <laughs> like, like I, I can't... I, I, between these two, I can't be like, hey, Captain America, First Avenger, you know. Um... <laughs> You know, I mean, what Ragnarok gives us Korg, it gives us Hela, Party Thor, Party Thor. It wouldn't happen. Does it give us Party Thor? I, I, the tone of Ragnarok, I don't think would have. If it, if it had been any other tone, it wouldn't have gotten Party Thor. I'm just saying. That's that's fair. I can see that 100. percent That's fair. Captain America: First <laughs> Avenger. <laughs> uh, 
Nick, your check's in the mail. <laughs> no, I, I, I will say, I will say this, like, like, like it, it is kind of weird because we know Thor Love and Thunder is coming out. If we didn't know Thor Love and Thunder was coming out, it's not a good, it's, it's kind of like Civil War. It's not a good trilogy finale because it is going right into Infinity War, you know, so that has it, you don't feel it's wrapped up if that makes sense. And it takes Infinity War, seeing new Asgard and seeing them move on and, and those types of things. And so you don't really feel like that story's done. Tonally, it feels more MCU than Captain America First Avenger. So 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 that's that's the thing about that where it makes really makes it difficult when you start thinking in terms of trilogy. But Thor Ragnarok was just so well done and just a fun movie and a fun entry yeah i'm still gonna stick with thor and i, I don't have a very strong argument i, I realize that but i'm sticking with thor. <laughs> nick you and i were both on the first avenger train is there anything that you would pick it over ragnarok for it, the only thing is you know taking a movie like first avenger like we we're talking about like the, the origin story the first in his versus like pitting it against Thor's fifth appearance in a mainline movie like it's so hard like you spend so much time with that character and so like of course like you love that movie because you love the character after spending so many years with them versus like you know like talking about you the first time you saw Captain America and you're like you know it's gotten better but you know you've had all the time now to 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 be with Thor to go into Ragnarok and be like this is great I love this character I've seen him do all these things and going forward but I, I don't think that though that comparison can still make Thor not be a better movie and not move on like it was so funny it was so fun like the the style of it was great like the introduction of korg was great uh valkyrie was so good and grandmaster yeah having uh hulk not be smart hulk but like you know have him talking more in his in his hulk form and um all that that set up for for bruce banner too moving forward you know there's but you also you know you're right too that it does do so much more setting up for Infinity War and Endgame 2 that it's tough. It's not a good button up as far as a trilogy goes, but as far as a movie goes. And if you stop it like right at the end, right when they're on the ship and just like roll credits, it's great. Then then it could be <laughs> a button up like <laughs> and they're off in space to have multiple adventures and then it's done and then we can just kind of not remember like if you just stop it like right before that shadow comes over, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. as much as I would love for the first Avenger to move on, we don't have Chris Hemsworth still without Ragnarok. From all the whispers, he was ready to call it quits. Taika Waititi like breathed new life into the Thor franchise. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like an an inverse of the Captain America. Like what Captain America did to set up from the beginning, Thor was able to restart at the end of its trilogy. So I I think I would go with Ragnarok for sure. Yeah. And that, that was a good way to put it, too, the, the restart at the end. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we had seven seconds left, so. Oh, wow. Nice. Are we all in agreement? Yeah, I think Agreed. we're all in agreement. I do find it interesting that at this point of the trilogies, we still have representation from all. Oh, wow. You're right. Oh. Oh, other, wow. Because, yeah, because if, if First Avenger came across, then Thor would have been completely out. But And it's the third one, except for We're Soldier. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All right. Well, wow. so moving us into almost the fu- the semifinals 
we're gonna go ahead and say goodbye to Thor, <laughs> Thor the Dark World, <laughs> Iron Man 2, and Captain America, the first Avenger. Is it me this time? I forgot who... who... I believe it is. Okay. So, starting with me, we have Captain America the Winter Soldier versus Iron Man 3, five minutes on the clock, starting now. Oh, no. For all, for all the healing I thought I did from having to pick <laughs> Iron Man over Iron Man 3 on TKs, now I'm forced between these two. <laughs> I, I love Iron Man 3 with all my heart. I love what it does for Tony. I think it propels Tony through the final act of the Infinity Saga. But I think the MCU owes a lot to what the Russo brothers did, starting with Winter Soldier, moving into Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. I can't think of... I can't think of a reason not to give it to the Winter Soldier. It's... Yeah. I mean, even going by my own personal rankings, Winter Soldier is always up there in the one or two spot, and Iron Man 3 is... Three. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I I think I would go Winter Soldier here in this one. I love Shane Black. I think he tells like such a great story. I think he's got a really way of like visually telling stories that are really really well, and um, like the way he chooses shots and the way he I think about like that shot of Tony in the snow, like after he's like crashed and everything like that, and even him like pulling his armor, like the way that he's able to visually tell a story as well as um, like through the characters, I think is is really really great, uh, and I think he brought a really different feel, a really intimate feel to a very large stage, which I think is really difficult to do, uh, especially this, you know, this late into the game being the third movie. Um, and he was able to kind of really bring us in uh, to tell a really interesting Tony Stark story under the guise of, you know, an Iron Man costume. And I think that has to be acknowledged, you know, as far as um, maybe it wasn't pushing the story forward, but it, it's a, it was such a good character study of this the, of Tony Stark, the the character. And I think Shane Black did a really great job doing that, um, and him like seeing himself in in the 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 young the kid that he you know, he meets and him being able to impart that wisdom and him finding uh, about his love his real you know love with um, Pepper and 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 throughout that thing and and then you know the big fight at the end with all the the armors and but even how much I really appreciate what Shane Black is able to do and tell that story. I still think Winter Soldier as an MCU movie has to move on as the better movie. I'm going to take everything Nick said that was good about Iron Man three and stop right before you go into Captain America Winter Soldier and say, because we're thinking as a trilogy face off and Iron Man three is the final of a trilogy you know and then if you think about trilogies this is what we're building up to in this end and how well they completed it and wrapped it up i think that's why it has to it's better and has to go on because in here you had the 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 second entry of this trilogy is is the best one and that and it's got this far you know I, i don't remember people wildly excited about captain america Winter Soldier coming out because okay you just you had these but there wasn't that same excitement as you had for um, an Iron Man movie you know or even for Civil War um, but even for that that wasn't just Captain America that was about getting to see the Civil War and the heroes fight and each other in in that sense so I I 100% agree with you on how much 
Captain America Winter Soldier is a solid movie. Um, but thinking in terms of uh, this, uh, also in the context of a trilogy, um, what Iron Man 3 does for that trilogy, that Winter Soldier, I would say, does for the MCU and not necessarily for the trilogy, is why Iron Man 3 has to go on. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I almost had to use my like my swear card for the, the podcast to say a bad <laughs> word because that's how I feel right now. That was a good <laughs> argument because you're right. If we're in, if we're analyzing these on a trilogy basis, I think Iron Man three gets the edge. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> the timer. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> That was the most perfect, <laughs> perfect timer ever. Oh my gosh. We got a vote. I'll start with Jude. I would say my vote is Iron Man 3. What I love about this is that people, what people don't see that I get to see is, is Nick Sandy's hands <laughs> right covered up his face and his face in his hands. I'm just like, oh. I was literally about to say this is one of those one times like the medium if they could see like the looks on our faces right now. <laughs> I have a feeling they could hear it and feel it. They could feel it through the speakers. Oh, I okay, but we, we got to cast our vote. I propose: Do we want to have Jude count down to three and we both say it aloud to see where we land? <laughs> sure. Let's do it. All right. Are you ready? Ready? Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Count down to like three to one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three, two, one, we say it. All right, three, two, one, we say it. All right, you ready, Nick? All right, three, two, one. Iron, Iron Man, Man three. 3. No! Oh, it's unanimous. <laughs> it's unanimous. Yeah. We're going to get so much hate online. <laughs> when, when I think about the Multiverse of Madness episode that we did and following it with this one, this is it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that argument was so compelling. <laughs> oh, it was so. Oh, dang it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yep. Dang. Regardless how this shakes off, Jude, I think that might be the case for the best argument of the episode so far. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> okay. Wow. And I just was adding fuel to the fire too. Like I wasn't even. Oh gosh, <laughs> this this is gonna be one of those ones that's extra fun to <laughs> listen back to because it's a different experience being here. But once yeah. you're just passively listening to it, I can't wait to see the seeds that get dropped. <laughs> well, yeah, because there's also you can think back and be like, oh, why didn't I say this or why didn't I say mm -hmm. that? I remember, I remember, like, I think my first episode, you guys asked me like, in my team cap or team Iron Man, and I was like, yeah, team cap, and then here we are. Ten episodes later or whatever it is. This is finally your payback for all the team cap jokes I've been making with the guests. Just, just saying. Captain America has been completely wiped off the board. Oh my gosh. Wow. Alright, let's see if we can find a contender for Iron Man 3. Moving into the next round, we're coming back to you, Nick. We've got Spider-Man No Way Home versus Thor Ragnarok. Five minutes on the clock, starting now. 
Okay, I'm trying to take off my rose-tinted glasses of just seeing, you know, No Way Home was one of the most recent movies I just saw. I saw it with my son, and he loved it because he loves Spider-Man. I'm just trying to, like, remove that and just think of them as far as movies go. Oh, it's so hard coming off that argument for Iron Man 3, though. <laughs> because a lot of those same arguments can be put here uh, on that on that movie, too. Remind me, is it the same director through all the uh, Spider-Man movies? Yes, John Watts. That's worth something. That's worth something. No other trilogy has had the same director. Yes. Right. right. Yet. And for him to come through and tell that whole story and and to have it be so impactful on the MCU at large, on the multiverse at large, and then still being able to button it up in a way that if there was never another MCU Spider-Man movie, it would be okay. And button it up in the way that they could bring him back in at any time and have it be okay, even if it wasn't Tom Holland, because they wouldn't know who he is. Like, they wouldn't remember, I, yeah. Yeah. Ah. But Ragnarok is it was really fun. And, but it's you know going back to that Iron Man 3 argument, as far as the trilogy rules go, uh, No Way Home, I think, would be my vote moving forward. Yeah, I, my my big thing, same argument, but my big thing is, when, when I go back to think about Ragnarok, it is, it's so much fun, but I feel like, for me, that's the only thing it has going for it. Not the only, that's pretty strong, but, it, and, I, and I'm kind of, go, I guess, going that way since they're trying to make a case between two movies. But that's, that's say, the biggest thing it has going for it. Let's put it that way. Easily at strength. Yeah. And and so for that reason, it's just like, you know, well, and, and to add to that, it, let's put it this way. Um, it feels like, like I think you mentioned, like a, a rebirth or a restart of Thor. And so it feels like a first movie, a first entry, you know, especially, you know, it'd be interesting if they do something after Thor, Love and Thunder and we get like. A, a, a Taika trilogy. Um, and I'm not trying to make that part of the argument. I just popped in my head. I'm like, oh, that'd be interesting to see. But yeah, it feels like a standalone to me. Yeah, I can see that logic. If we're going by evaluating these as a trilogy, we, I mean, we said it in the very first round, Spider-Man No Way Home is one of the few MCU movies to have as conclusive of an ending as this does. While still affecting the entire multiverse, the entire mainline universe, it, it affects all of that. Yeah. And, and even yeah. speaking of the multiverse, like just getting some multiverse representation in these discussions, we've had three depictions of it so far. Coin Flip, Loki, and No Way Home, I think, are the best depictions of the multiverse so far that we've gotten. No, I know that Loki's yeah. not in this particular, but it is. I think it's a merit of No Way Home to attribute to it. And I, I think what's pushing me over the line, and I'm glad you brought this up, it's the John Watts completing the trilogy factor. I think that is something that definitely needs to be heavily into consideration here because it is not often that there is consecutive directorial managing, <laughs> for mm -hmm. an awkward way to put it. So yeah, my vote right now is No Way Home. Yeah, No Way Are Home. Are we in agreement? I think so. 50 seconds left, so <laughs> I think that's a good time to call it. Yep, I think I think we I think we got it. All right. We're moving into the final. But before we do, I do want to say goodbye to Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Thor Ragnarok. 
Which brings us to Iron Man 3. I love it. I have such a big smile on my face right now. Versus <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm so All glad right. I'm not starting this one. All right, Mr. Smiles, you got five minutes. Here we go. Starting now. I'm actually going to go with Iron Man 3. What? Um, <laughs> And, that is and, a sound bite. Someone give me that sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's why. If again, if we're going trilogies, the the complete story we get here. Um, and I and I admit I, there's a little bit of bias on uh, on me on this one. But you do get again go back to that complete story. But with Spider-Man No Way Home, remember I personally didn't like the everyone forgets memory. You know, mm-hmm. I don't feel like in terms of like character growth. That actually, I, I felt like you you had that ending, but so you can Sony and and Marvel Studios has some options rather than like what is the best thing in growth for this character, um, and and I get people you know uh, here all the time oh the sacrifice and nobody knows you and how alone you feel and and stuff and I, and I and I get all that, um, it just. I just can't get past that. This gives the studios an out, you know, feeling, and and I w- and I would like to see, you know, um, well, I mean, you're getting out of high school, you're about to go to college, and you're maturing, and it's like taking the responsibility for the actions, and and so it's it just still had that feel of of I'm gonna use magic or whatever means to fix it, you know. Um, and so, yeah, so in that sense, uh, I don't think that's the strongest of arguments, if that makes sense, but like, <laughs> that's why I would go with Iron Man 3. Mm. I, I'll step in here. And Jude, I, I think it's very fitting that in this face-off, Iron Man 3 has made it into the finals, because whenever I think about our podcast, our Iron Man 3 review perpetually is one of my favorite ones because of how glowing of a review we get. <laughs> like, I think the affection we have for that movie is what helped spark this podcast for all the praises that you give iron man and even though i see the flaws in no way home what you're talking about with the studios making everyone happy kind of redoing some of the same story arcs about sacrifice but to no way home to me is in in terms of movies is a miracle that it happened there's no way it should have worked as well as it did. 20-year payoffs, having as many characters and studio meldings as it did, and it still come away as moving as it was and not just pure fan service. There's totally a bunch of fan service, but it it balances it so well with telling a meaningful story. So in my eyes, it does what Iron Man 3 does while juggling the popcorn pleasing aspect of what these movies have at their objectives as well so i'm i'm feeling no way home i I think that's fair nick (laughs) one of the you know they always talk about like who's the best peter parker who's the best spider-man who's the best bruce wayne who's the best batman you know and the thing about the spider-man tom holland thing was like the other thing that you know everyone said was he has too much at his disposal like he has the money from all the tony stark stuff so like he can't be the best spider-man and no way home remedies kind of all that you know it, it does put him alone it puts him in in like comic book accurate clothing it puts him in comic book accurate place you know like he for a long time had his hit his secret entity even from the avengers like it kind of in a way you know talking about thor how it was like the re- refresh like in the third 
like this kind of does that for him as well. If you're thinking about it in the, you know, the, the big huge picture too, like it sets him up to be a different Spider-Man than has ever been seen before here. Uh, and maybe like the, the best Spider-Man, if you take away the thing that people were, were saying, you know, was bad about him. And it does do such a nice job of buttoning up the trilogy. And even in almost the opposite way that Iron Man does, you know, we've talked about like how Iron Man is such an intimate look at Tony Stark and it really brings the focus down on like the, the, the smaller level. Uh, no way home does it opposite as opening up to the multiverse, having all these different characters in it, ma- making it like a Peter Parker and Spider-Man movie across multiple universes. And, and so it's, it's, it's almost a taste thing. Like which, which did you like? Did you like the, the nice, the storytelling of, 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 of a single singular character or the giant multiversal tearing Spider-Man movie. Oh man. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that Nick got to give the closing argument because he was adamant about not wanting yeah. to be first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. It's time to vote. I'll come in first. My vote's no way home. I'm going to stick with Iron Man 3. <laughs> Thanks, Nick Sadie, for the intro music. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. That's your first Nick Sandy drop, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Oh, oh. no. I'd like to thank oh. me for doing the music here. <laughs> <laughs> You can find more of my work not answering this question. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's okay. And to fill in the role that Jude did last time, Nick has got his fingers pinched on his forehead looking down. Oh, Very stressed. Man. Oh, man. The better trilogy movie is. Dang it. This is where all the time is going to go. Like, this episode's going to end up being two hours long because it was just Nick Sandy, like, looking it down at his <laughs> feet, trying not to answer this question. Oh, I'm, I'm loving it. Milk it. We're here at the finale. Keep the people waiting. <laughs> this is so tough. Like, no, no, it's, is, in your, it's in your hands. The I last know. One the bracket. I'm so <laughs> glad this... you stepped in, dude. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh. I really, I'm not trying to stir the pot this time. This was like the, the episode that I didn't want to stir the pot in. We're not talking about catching trucks or <laughs> anything like <laughs> no. that. We're bringing it down to who closed out the trilogy in a better way. Was it Spider-Man or Iron Man? Was it? Oh, man. This is a really tough one. I'm going to go. Okay. Spider-Man. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. I had a feeling that's where you were going. I had a feeling that's where you are going. It was tough. I had to think about the emotional damage that I that, that took from 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 watching Spider Man versus the emotional damage I took from watching Iron Man. And no, and that, and that's fair. That's that's you know. I mean, for me, when you think about movies, there is this element of um, directors. That's their job to manipulate you to to yeah. feel something. You know what I mean? You know, to feel something, and so that's completely fair. And if I would. I know because we're kind of in the the debrief section of this now, so I guess we can go over a little time. But thinking about it now that there's no pressure of a timer, I had to work up to Iron Man 3. I hated it. 
on my first viewing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something, even though I didn't articulate that, like, I think that is something worth noting too between these as well. No Way Home, I was, and I loved it from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I, I enjoyed Iron Man 3 in the first watch. Mm. So. I also hated Iron Man 3 in the first watch too. So. (laughs) Yeah. I, I thought it was great. So, yeah. Dang. That's wild. That, that was so much fun. It was. It was. Oh. Uh, was were there so, any? Go ahead. I say, did you want to run down the bracket one time, real quick, and the results? All right. So in the first round, we had Spider-Man: Homecoming versus Thor. Thor moved on. We had Iron Man versus Iron Man Three. Iron Man Three moved on. We had Spider-Man: No Way Home versus Captain America: Civil War, where Spider-Man: No Way Home moved on, and then we had Spider-Man: Far From Home versus. Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay, I'm going to peel back the curtains a little bit. I have to click on each individual bracket because it doesn't show me the full title. So that is why I'm stumbling through. (laughs) (laughs) So moving on to the next round, we had Thor versus Captain America, the Winter Soldier, where Winter Soldier moved on. Iron Man 3 versus Thor, the Dark World, where Iron Man 3 moved on. Spider-Man No Way Home versus Iron Man 2. Wasn't that our shortest decision? (laughs) I think so. I think so. Uh, No Way Home moved on. Captain America, the first Avenger versus Ragnarok. And of course, Spider-Man No Way Home would face off against Ragnarok and move into the finals with the Winter Soldier versus Iron Man 3 with Iron Man 3 moving into the finals only to be defeated by Spider-Man No Way Home. Were there any surprises? Uh, You know what? I, I will say this. I think it would be interesting to see how it would turn out if it was seated different um, because there's movies that I know I feel comfortable using that strong of language that I know would not have got out of the first <laughs> round if it wasn't for the randomization, <laughs> you know, and, and I, but I love that cause that's what, that's part of what made it, you know, so unique of like already first round, like there were stakes. Every league needs a Cleveland Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) what about you nick were there any surprises uh on your end throughout this i guess uh, no because because i know you guys because i've been listening for a long time like i knew that iron man 3 had like a a more prominent position in our in our hearts like all of us like uh, upon like second third and fourth you know watches um so i'm I'm not really surprised that it made it that far i guess it, it the it is surprising that they were all it came down to the four third movies, except for Captain America. I thought that was kind of interesting, you know? Um, I, I guess it just, you know, it shows that, you know, when you have that time to really bring out the character that usually you can do it. And except for Captain America, which that, that was interesting to me that civil war didn't go as far as I, I guess I thought it would. I think that's a very unique take to, to pull out from that of, I mean, it's a testament to the winter soldier of how strong that second entry was. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, and, and one of the things I also liked again, it was random, but with Thor and Spider-Man, we got the first entries heads up and uh, no way home and civil war, the third entries heads up. So I'm, I'm do, I am glad it worked out that way. Um, I do find it interesting that we had to, to very early on between Iron Man and Iron Man three eliminate one. Um, from its own trilogy, you know, from its own trilogy. Um, Cause I, I feel like depending on who it went up against, Iron Man could have gone to the next round. Um, and so, and so having, I think, is that the only one where it went up against itself? 
I think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite matchup, I think, Iron Man, Iron Man 3. That really <laughs> tested our metal. <laughs> yeah. And right away, too. Let's think about a what-if scenario. Let's say we win Iron Man. Iron Man beats Dark World. Does Iron Man beat the uh, Winter Soldier? No. <laughs> I don't think. I Gut reaction, I, I'm thinking no. But that's a gut reaction without hearing what y'all say and, and really thinking about which one would I want to which one would I want to argue for and and what that would be yeah I'd probably say Winter Soldier would still move on it's such a it's such a great movie it's it's a good spy movie good action movie good current comic movie yeah I I Winter Soldier I think would move on that's a very interesting like what if mm-hmm. I'll chime in I for me and I'm so glad it was the first one biggest surprise was Homecoming like I was like when we were doing this episode there was a part of me that was like, okay, this is supposed to be the answer of not being a quick episode when we decided to do the trilogies. And so whenever Thor goes up against Homecoming, I'm like, oh man, are we just going to breeze through this again? And that was the first table turn of the episode. So Homecoming not moving on was the biggest surprise of this yeah. for me so far. You know, and, and again, I, I, made it, I made the argument for Thor, but like between the two, I'm going to, I love Homecoming. I, I do, but you know, when I, when I try to... Th- think of it in, in the context of the trilogies and and what it does and what it does for the MCU. I just felt myself leaning towards Thor. Well, I think that's going to put an end to our tournament bracket. We do have Spider-Man No Way Home as our winner. But as a way to close out this episode, I thought it would be fun to try and go on the record and predict which of these two coming movies, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, coming out February 17th, 2023, or Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 on May 5th, 2023, has a shot to beat No Way Home. I'll start with you this time, Nick. What, uh, what's your gut reaction here? My, I don't, I love Paul Rudd. He's <laughs> like, I just want to be his best friend. Like, I just, he's so charming and so, I just, my wife talks about my man crush on him all the time. <laughs> Oh, I feel like I remember you talking about that on the What If Zombies episode. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> what I worry about with uh, with um, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp and the Quantum Mania is that it'll do the same thing that Ragnarok did, that Civil War did, is that we'll set up something moving forward rather than button up the story. With Guardians of the Galaxy, I could see that kind of like buttoning everything up with that being such an ensemble movie on its own, just, you know, with everyone's contracts and everything like that. But I, I just don't, I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll have those. No, I just, yeah, I, I think it'll be great. I think it'll be great. And I think it'll be good having to see what's going to happen with that team and uh, see what's going to happen with um, Gamora, if she's going to come back. But I, I just don't think it'll have the, the payoff that that no way home did. So I don't think, I, I don't think it'll be able to dethrone. So neither of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do agree, though, that of those two, I feel like the Guardians 3 would be would, would make a good challenge. Um, I loved Ant-Man. I loved Ant-Man and the Wasp. I, I truly enjoyed those. Uh, great, I think, MCU entries. Um, outside of the Intag, Ant-Man and the Wasp pretty much could stand alone, like it, in terms of like moving forward. You know, um, of course, you needed Civil War, the house arrest. I get that. But they were just fun. They, they were, the, you know, they were what we needed. And what James Gunn was able to do with the second 
Guardians, um, which I, I think is a better movie than the first Guardians. I, you know, just as a movie, Volume 2 is far better and one of the better entries in the MCU. Or, or another way I put it is like Guardians of Galaxy 1 was a fun movie. It was probably more fun than Guardians of Galaxy 2, but Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was a far better story. You know, and with, I think, James Gunn's freedom to complete that trilogy, um, I, I just trust him to do a really good job uh, with with wrapping up that story. So, I'm going to come in with, starting with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I recognize this is my own bias. I'm kind of done with the multiverse for a while, and Quantumania feels like it might be dabbling in the multiverse. So as much as I love Paul Rudd, as much as, I, as much as I love what they're doing with Ant-Man and the Wasp and potentially what's going to be happening with Cassie and all of that gang back together, so much of the arguments we made throughout this trilogy bracket was the completing the story. James Gunn, I think, has such a tight understanding of what he's doing with the Guardians to the point it's already been definitive. This is the end of this makeup of the Guardians of the Galaxy. This is the conclusion of their story. If anybody's going to go up against No Way Home, it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah. And would this be would this be the contender for a director that got to complete? Is Ant-Man the same director all the way through? Yes. It is. Peyton yes. Reed, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that makes it a very interesting of the three, all the three trilogy directors. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think each time... For Ant-Man and Ant-Man of the Wasp, and that's the other thing where it's like, I say that, gut feeling. I think both of those were, I think, better than a lot of people were expecting um, in, in both times. So, if that trend continues, <laughs> you know, so. Wow, it's, it's interesting that those two are the same director, too. That's And there's got to be something to that, you know. I love how that all shakes out. It, it's interesting to find the little narrative threads that came out through this bracket in terms of like the real world scenarios. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it. That was a very fun inaugural episode for the tournament bracket. Nick, I want to say thank you so much for joining us because this is easily one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> Thanks for joining for the uh, discussions. The heartbreak, I, I just, the irony of. Uh, you know, me coming in as a counselor to wor- help you guys work out your problems and then just have to <laughs> do that tiebreaker at the end. I just, my heart is broken. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I love that it was you that had to do the tiebreaker. I think it was great. <laughs> I can't, I can't say that you somehow set me up for this, but I feel like somehow I got set up for this. There was no intentional setup. None. I specifically. Promise said i randomized it on the <laughs> podcast so that we could get genuine reaction <laughs> oh, thank you guys so much for having me I, I always love coming on and i just want to say a special hi to uh trey's mom just because I'm, I'm just glad you're listening and i hope that this has been a fun episode for you too <laughs> at saying you can this- cut that if you need to <laughs> well i know why you're no, doing we're it, shouting but out to the mom sounds <laughs> It's because my mom said you're her favorite. <laughs> oh man! See, he's ang- he's angling for the MC You Need to Know T-shirt. That's what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs>
I felt like that was going to come into play at some point, but I forgot about it. And so that was a perfect placement on your part. <laughs> well, if you want to keep up with my mom's favorite guest of MC You Need to Know, make sure you're following Nick on Twitter at Nick underscore Sandy, or you can check out their wonderful photography work at Nick underscore Sandy 253 on Instagram. And of course, if you want to keep up with this show and give us some feedback on what you thought of this trilogy bracket, you can always reach us at MC You Need to Know, both on Twitter and Instagram. It's a great place to help shape the show as well as get to weigh in on what you thought of these episodes. Yeah. Another way to weigh in is to go ahead and give us a call. Leave us that voicemail. Maybe get you voice on the pod. Tell us who you thought should have win the best trilogy. You know, and of course, Discord community. And best thing you could do for us is to share with a friend, leave a rating and review um, to encourage others to have a listen. Yeah. We'd also like to thank Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his work in the SoundCloud, which is linked in the show notes as well. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. Jude, Nick, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Trey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being back, Nick. Anytime. We'll see you all next week. Sweet, yeah, May 31st. Great, it's great. I don't have to buy it. Anyways, sorry to derail again. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. I just love how it comes full circle. <laughs> Dude, you're on our pod. It's okay. Right. This is derail the pod. Chop <laughs> <laughs> that oh. down <laughs> as an idea. Oh, I thought you were quoting Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, jot that down as an idea. Derail the pod. Derail the pod. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Now I'm, that's got to be a game somehow. Like, it's two hosts, a guest comes in, there's a certain thing that has to be done. How quick does it take to derail the podcast? There's something there. There's something there for sure. Are you writing it in the ClickUp? No, no. Oh. <laughs> we played that in, in AP government once, like, you know, try to create a sustaining government. And then, like, there were two anarchists. They were like unnamed. They were trying to keep everybody from creating a sustainable government. It was fun. It was fun. That's not hard, but okay. No, it's it was not hard at all. I was an anarchist, and it was it, it took five minutes, and we were all playing big booty on the floor. It was like, yeah. I mean, yeah, what? I mean, you I, ever played big basic, booty? Basic, and first off, no, I've never played big booty. But also, I mean, in terms of government, the moment you enter free choice into it, like all hell goes. Yeah, happens. <laughs> There's so many great things right now, but if I, the thing that's coming to mind is if you could go to the beginning of this podcast and tell me at some point my cousin would say, no, I've never played Big Booty. <laughs> <laughs> so casually. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> it's a camp game, you know, like it's counting. It's it's fun. It's really great. It's really fun. Oh, it sounds like it. All the kids, all the kids love it. <laughs> big butts and I can't deny I'll have to google big booty later <laughs> oh that could be dangerous for that. Yeah, so that's, a very, that's a very dangerous thing oh my god that's great well alright are we are we good now I think I'm good I think, I think we're good okay here we go wait could what? you hear that what was that <laughs>
that was that a was, big booty release. That was, no, <laughs> that was my son in the bed, like oh. yelling for his mom. Oh, is everything okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope that was picked up on the microphone because, with your permission, that would be a really funny attack. <laughs> it's oh, the leech man. version of Trey going like, "Is that a cat? <laughs> no, that's my kid." Dude, I forgot what... Oh my god, we're so derailed. There was another point where one of your kids interrupted the podcast early, early on in the... the Before we even had guests. And I was like, is that a cat? So there's a running theme of me thinking... Oh, kids you did that cats. with one of my kids too? Okay. I believe so. I forgot yeah. how I came across it, That's but it was funny. so funny. Oh my goodness. <sighs> okay. everyone, Everyone's out of the bathroom. We should be good to go. All right, here we go.